Good morning. It's good to see that so many of you have made it out this morning to come and worship. And also a special welcome to our visitors. We're glad to have you and uh, wish to meet you uh, after their service as well. And uh, also a welcome to the uh, uh, those that join us uh, on the radio and online later in the week. We pray that this day will be a blessing to all of you. We have a special morning service planned for you, starting with a guest speaker from India, Pastor Satya Anamala, whom Jack Fraser will introduce when he comes forward to bring us his message. Today is also Father's Day. Uh, there is much said in scripture regarding the role of fathers. And I have chosen Psalm 103.13 as one of guidance. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Especially in these days, we learn more and more of the value of a God-fearing father on his family. So as we go into our opening prayer, I will again begin with prayer. And when I say, as the Lord taught us to pray, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Please stand if you're able to stand. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you can that we can freely gather to worship you. Today, as we focus on Father's Day, we thank you for your guidance given for fathers. Thank you, Lord, for providing safe passage to our guest speaker from afar. Your grace reaches beyond our understanding. Receive our worship in song and word this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your guidance in prayer. So we join in fellowship in prayer as you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Mark, would you please come forward to lead us in song? Good morning. Father's Day is always such a beautiful day. I love summer. So we have a lot of songs about our Father in Heaven, who is a very good role model for fathers. And um, let's sing to him today. Our first song this morning is called This Is My Father's World. It is number 49 in your hymnals. Uh, if you're able, please join me in standing. Thank you. 
The next song we'll sing is number 540, entitled, I Stand Amazed in the Presence. And we'll sing all five verses. At this time, I'd like to call Esther Dick and Chris Dirksen of the Personnel Committee to come up and make a presentation. Susan, could you please come forward to join us? 
This morning, on behalf of the Personnel Committee and the congregation, we would like to say thank you, Susan, for doing an amazing job as Secretary of our Church. You have dedicated 13 years to us and have been the first friendly face when people have come to our church. We feel you have often gone above and beyond the call of duty and it hasn't gone unnoticed. We wish you well as you pursue the next chapter of your life. Here's a small token of our appreciation so you can enjoy some time away. Thank you, and thank you, Susan, too. Let's take a brief look at our bulletin. On page two, our missionaries of the week are Don and Char. They have returned back to Canada, and we're planning to hear from them in our morning service in the near future. Uh, Pastor Victor will be on vacation from June 17 to July the 4th. And the church is looking for volunteers to make coffee for the Sunday morning after service informal gatherings in the back there. And then on page three, uh, uh, persons with health needs in Boundary Trails uh, are uh, Abe A. Friesen and Caroline Ham. Dave Weeb has been transferred to Notre Dame. Uh, Mary Duick and John Suderman are in Swan Lake Hospital, and Rita Friesen is in Morris at the uh, Red River Valley Lodge. And Don Kleppenstein has return returned home and receiving care. Um, so please take note of this Singing Our Journeys Zangerfest coming up on July the 15th in the Winnipeg Satanian uh, Concert Hall. And uh, I'd also like to just highlight uh, back to page two about the Salem Home Membership Meeting. Uh, there are, it is actually two meetings. One is the same, uh, the Salem Home Membership Meeting and also the Foundation uh, Annual Meeting. So uh, please uh, plan to attend. And uh, I'd like to now uh, call on Pastor Dean to uh, highlight the invitation to pray for our nations. If you have that little insert in your bulletin, just turn to it. <clears throat> An invitation to pray for our nation. On June the 19th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., the Winkler Mennonite Church is hosting a come-and-go prayer vigil that, God wills, that God's will may be done on Election Day, but also as a nation for the future. This will not be a time to campaign or make political preferences known to each other. It will simply be a time for us to kneel before God and submit ourselves to Him. More than ever, we need to pray to God for the healing of our nation. And that's true. Um, we'd have a by-election at this time coming up, but we can pray for the by-election, but it's not just for the by-election, it's for the nation as a whole. And so we encourage you to come. 
As it says here, it's a come and go time, and um, we encourage you. I'm going to be there at 1 o'clock. I'm praying. And, um, but remember, it's from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. We encourage you to come and be there. God answers prayer, and prayer makes a difference. Thank you, Pastor Dean. And uh, I'd like to uh, leave the rest of the bulletin to... Uh, uh, read at your leisure. So let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, receive our praises in music and song. Thank you that you are always near and you hear our prayers. Today we bring before you our persons with health needs, Abe A. Friesen and Caroline Ham. Dave Weeb, Mary Duick, and John Suderman, Rita Friesen, also Don Klippenstein and others struggling with health issues at home. And we know there are many. We pray that your healing hand be upon them and give them comfort. We also bring before you Don and Char. We thank you for their safe return from the mission field. Bless them as they reunite with her family. Empower the leadership team of their new church in the mission field with your spirit and guidance. We pray that you provide Pastor Victor and Eileen a safe and revitalizing holiday. Lord, we have many concerns for our community and country. Equip our elected leaders with discernment and godly principles so that you might find greater favor with our community and country. Today is a special day to appreciate the fathers of our families. Give them guidance as they seek to fulfill their family leadership responsibility. Bless them with discernment and fill them with compassion. Lord, you have brought to us pastors Satya and Amala to speak to us about being like the Father. Give him the words to speak, open our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive the message. Now, as we receive the offering and share of the bountiful blessings, you have provided, we pray that it will serve a blessing in the building of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would the ushers please come forward to receive the offering while Carol provides music, and that will be followed by Art Clausen with a scripture reading. I sure appreciate the grace that God gives us that despite our sin and our, what do you call it, brokenness that separates us from him. In his love, he fixes the problem of justice that in his mercy he offered Jesus to stand in our place, to pay for our sins, that our relationship with God can be restored again. What love our Father has for us.
Let's sing number 242, Amazing Grace. The hymnal does not have verse five, and I love verse five. We're gonna sing verse five too. So it'll be on the screen. Um, please stand if you're able. Scripture reading this morning comes out of the New Testament book, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 
Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly. Mere infants in Christ, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready yet for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly, for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere men? Thus far, the reading of God's word. May God bless his people for it. Good morning. Our guest speaker this morning is Satya Anamala, and he comes to us from Hyderabad, India. He's got his wife, Bindya, and his brother, Menno, and his wife, Madura, with him this morning. Satya heads up Rural Compassion Ministry, and they are involved in evangelism, preaching the gospel, church planting, and training of pastors. They also operate a four-acre vegetable garden or farm to provide employment and income for widows and also help meet some of their food needs. Rural Compassion was formerly known as Bible Brethren Ministry and was started by David Asanamala, Satya's father, in 1994 in the village of Amphampita near Hyderabad, India. They presently serve five community churches in that region. His father got some of his training at the Bible school here in Winkler in the 1970s, and some of the ladies might even have babysat Mano at one point or another. Their motto would reflect 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Welcome, Satya. Come minister God's word. Good morning. Okay. So happy coming back to your church. Last year I was here and uh, I received much love from everyone and uh, I see some faces that I still remember and I just praise God for it. So on the outset, uh, happy Father's Day to everyone and also want to acknowledge uh, the mothers who made us fathers. Without you, we are incomplete. And God said it is not good for the man to be alone. So he made the woman. So in the sight of God, man is only complete with the woman. So thank you very much. So before I go into the message, I would like to pray and ask God for his guidance. Father God, we just want to come into your presence. Lord, our hearts lifted up. Lord, enable us to understand your scriptures for the very reason it was written for us, that we might glorify you, magnify you, exalt you in and through our lives that we might be exemplary to people around us. Lord, we ask you for your blessings on each one of us who is present here. Continue, Lord, to be with us and guide us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Even, uh, I have to tell this, um, met the pastor for the first time and he was kind enough to Tell me that I can speak for more than half hour. (laughs) 
And somebody, if somebody is telling me can speak more than half hour, I feel like I'm in India. <laughs> because uh, we speak for a longer period of time. And uh, my dad also, uh, as mentioned by Jack, he studied in Winkler Bible School. And uh, when he was preaching in India, he still does, but very on and off. He says, the Mennonites have a long tongue, he says. They can speak long. And to, uh, recently I met, met a pastor. I don't want to name him because you know him. He said, until he met us, Mennonites were only whites for him. So we said, we are also Mennonites from India. You know, because we have been saved by the ministry of your grandparents or great-grandparents who selflessly came to our country proclaiming the gospel. So most of the names before we could come here, we knew them. Like there was a colony which is named after the Friesens. There's Friesens Colony, and Pastor Ron is here. He would know Friesens Colony in Jatshala. And, uh, you know, we are so connected. Um, we have this mission, a Mennonite mission in India. And we call ourselves Mennonites and very proud Mennonites. For India, if somebody is saying they are from Mennonite church, um, the other churches in India look at us as these guys are very close to the Bible. Our doctrines are very close to the Bible. And that's how we are known for uh, back in India. So I'm also be speaking about uh, how the Lord is working um, back in India and a little bit about the ministry as I'm also meditating upon the word. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we have seen from verses 12 to third chapter, verse 3. And we find three different kinds of people. And this is how the Lord is seeing from up above. When he sees people, there are two kinds of people, the believers and the unbelievers. And in the believers, there are two different segments again, the carnal people and the spiritual people. The carnal people are the saved ones, but yet they live their life according to their own standards, according to their own will and wish. And these are like mere babes. And also the scripture portion that has been read to us, it says, you are like the world. You are just like the world. You are Christians, but you are living like the world. These are the people, you know, uh, when, we, when we visit places and we, when we go to um, our friend's place, our relative's place, you know, they welcome us home. And if we have to stay in their home, they would say, oh, please make, please find it as your home or please make this your home. But we are only restricted to the living room or to the bedroom, that's it. So the carnal people are such, they have boundaries. They don't allow the spirit of God to work in and through them. They say they are Christians, they say they are saved. They say they are believers, which they are, but they don't allow the Spirit of God to work in all the rooms. They restrict the, the Spirit of God and the working of God. 
but the spiritual people are the ones who submit their will they submit their lives and they are obedient to the word of god so for believers you see sometimes when we look at the world you know they they do come to the church they are baptized people they know the gospel but when we look at their lives they are not up to the mark so those people are called the carnal people who live like the world so second corinthians is speaking about the spirit of god who is given to us how would we know the mind of christ that's the question the more we know him the more you and i can be like him if you do not know him then we cannot be like him you know the the carnal people they set a standard for themselves and bring the holy god to their standards i've just saw a church which supports the lgbtq i don't want to name the church i don't even want to call them the church how can they do that they have brought down the standard of god to such level would god be happy with them this is how the world is working and progressing these are the carnal people they call themselves christians but in reality you know, i have doubts about their salvation even if they are saved they have not submitted their lives not they committed their lives to jesus christ for them jesus christ is only god on a sunday for a few hours and rest of the day is up to them they can live their life as whichever way they want to but the spiritual people are just quite opposite to the carnal people the spiritual people are always wanting to learn from the spirit of god and paul says how do you know the mind of god if i am sitting what how would i know what pastor is thinking only his soul his spirit would know what he is thinking my wife is sitting i would never know what she is thinking sitting down there is she thinking about me or is she thinking about my children back in india i do not know but her spirit knows what she is thinking the holy spirit of god is given to you and me so that you and i would know the mind of christ and the reason the holy spirit of god is given to you and me is greater that he might lead us into all truth i would like to say that he might lead us into all biblical truth you know nowadays whatever you think sometimes becomes truth we we try to make our own standards in life we are not looking up to the standard of god 
we have our own standards and that is not truth when you look at jeremiah the weeping prophet when israelites had to be sent under the bondage he was the one who had to bring this news to them this prophecy to the israelites to tell them that they are going into the bondage and you know what people didn't like it the the israelites did not like it and they made prophets of their own they wanted to listen what they want to listen and these false prophets spoke what they want to listen this is this is not the church we know that i was transformed by the living word when the word of god is not given to us there will be no transformation at all people try and put their wisdom people try and put their own thinking their knowledge into the scriptures and they are diluting the word of god if people are speaking too sweet to you you need to think about them because they are trying to just please you just like the false prophets you know we only like to listen good things positive things nobody would like to hear if some if you are wrong if somebody tries and tells us that we are wrong we just say that's none of your business we don't want to listen to or take any correction from anyone you know what sometimes we need to open our hearts a little wider should have the mind that receives correction they are called wise according to the scriptures the wise are the ones who receive correction they always want to please god lord know my heart is there anything that is against you lord let me know that i can continue to have this fellowship with you you know the old sinful nature that is in us before we are saved it always gives you the assurance that you are good enough you are good enough you don't need christ you don't need a savior you are good enough we we work with the non christians they always think they are good enough because they do good works it's so hard for people to understand that our good works will not take us to heaven and that's why you know i like this statement from i forgot his name a man of god he said gospel is good news for bad people gospel is good news for bad people but bad news for good people because the word of god says you are not good enough but the sin nature that is in us always want want us to be that feel good factor before you are saved and after you are saved you know what the same 
old sinful nature would not allow us to grow into the fullness of Christ because you know what he says the old sinful nature there is a prompting from the old sinful nature and he would say you cannot be like god we are sinners we are weak we are fragile if we are weak and fragile yes god knows it but how can god say be holy as i am holy the spirit of god is given to us so that he could guide us into all biblical truth and the spirit of god we are sealed by the spirit of god ephesians 1:13 we are sealed by the spirit of god as a guarantee second corinthians 1:22 we are sealed by the holy spirit of god until the day of redemption ephesians 4:30 the spirit of god is given to us not just to seal us but also lead us into all biblical truth so that you and i are transformed into the fullness of christ that is an ultimate goal for every spiritual believer the spirit of god is given to us so that you and i could know the mind of christ philippians chapter 2 also speaks about you have the mind of christ the spirit of god is given to us the new nature is given to us we have all the equipment but you know what the old sinful nature doesn't want us to go into that route and that's why paul says in romans 6 don't let the sin reign your mortal bodies when we are not depending on the spirit of god we are actually letting the old sinful nature the sin reign our mortal bodies and and paul is saying to the corinthians you corinthians have known the lord well before but you know what there is no growth whatsoever you are still like babes in christ you are still wanting the milk you are supposed to eat solid food the reason of the shortfall is they are not letting the spirit of god take over them they still have restricted him resisting him and then not allowing him to work in and through their lives for this morning my dear church it's a time of introspection to see where we are the spiritual man is judged by no one but the carnal man is judged how are we taking our decisions is there depending on our own wisdom or are we depending on god's wisdom and god's wisdom is the 66 books that god has given to us and he has given us his spirit to lead us and guide us and to show us the truth the standard of god and he speaks to the galatians how oh, foolish galatians who has bewitched you how did you receive the spirit 
Is it by the works of the law or by faith? And then he says a very important word. He says, how do you want to perfect your spiritual life? By the works of the law or by the spirit? The Galatians, they are saved people, but they still were holding on to the law. The works. Paul says, no, that's not the way. How are you saved? Oh, we are saved by faith through Jesus Christ. Then how are you going to be perfect? Only by depending on the Holy Spirit of God who is given to us. When God says the Holy Spirit of God is given to us until the day of redemption, it also implies that we keep learning all through our life. There is no point in our life we can say, I know everything. We are still learning, growing into the image of God. When I was preaching this message in one of the youth meetings, a young man came to me and he said, Pastor, are you saying that we can live a sinless life? Or sometimes we do sin, like he said about himself, sometimes I do sin. What I I told him was, don't look at the result. God is looking at your heart. God is looking at your intent. I said, can we have an intent of not sinning? Can we have an intent, a strong intent of being holy like Jesus? That is what God is looking for. God knows we are weak in this body. We are fragile. We do sin, yes. But can we have an intent of being the best version of ourselves? Can we be, can we have the intent of being like Jesus Christ? Otherwise, Jesus Christ, through his Spirit, would have not written saying, you and I are supposed to grow into the fullness of Christ. When we are judged at the believer's judgment, which is the judgment seat of Christ, which speaks about in Romans chapter 14, verse 10, and 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, and here you see 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 11 to 15, is the believer's judgment. You know, you and I would be judged according to the standard of Jesus Christ, not according to your neighbor's standard. No. How much have you grown into the fullness of Christ? But you know what? Our God is great. He looks at the intent. He looks at the intent. Say, for example, a a little kid maybe five years, looking at his papa or mama, pulling down a hundred cages, hay bale, I'm just saying. But this child wants to help the mother and father and is putting on the rope and trying to pull it down. The father and the mother, they know it's impossible for him to pull. 
but still they would appreciate the son because of the intent that he has so for you and me is the same god knows how weak we are how fragile we are but what is god looking for is the intent can we have an intent it's it's in our control the intent can be there all the ways every time so my dear church this is a message from the lord irrespective of where we are in our spiritual journey right now that we strive to be better every day today should be better than yesterday tomorrow should be better than today you know always the graph going up yes we need the support of god all the time to do to do this that is the reason the holy spirit of god is given to you and me that we might be spiritual in his sight god wants us to be spiritual god wants us to depend on him and if you understand the gospel if you understand how we are saved it was not because of us or anything that we have done it is purely based on what christ has done for us in the same way in peter he says grow in the grace of god growing in the grace of god simply means just as you required my grace to be saved in the same way for you to grow spiritually you need my grace too so going to god and saying lord it's not about me i don't want to work hard you know i have ceased to work i have entered the rest rest is ceasing from work whoever has believed the lord jesus christ as the savior have ceased to work they have entered rest come to me you heavy laden you carrying your burdens come to me and i will give you rest and he gave me the rest and what all i am able to do it is just through the grace of jesus christ that's why paul says when i am weak then i am strong because i receive the grace of god more when i am weak he's speaking about being weak physically and being strong spiritually the same god is working for you and for me and he wants us to grow in his grace my dear church i want to give you a few examples of how things are back home in india we know that we are living in the end days the time has come we never know when christ would come people are been beaten people are been thrown out of their houses the villages the towns because they are following jesus christ because they are proclaiming jesus and yet they are still willing to to lay their lives for christ for the for the gospel that saves the other selfless i know a pastor his name was munshi he worked with me he had a very young family 
He was hardly 20, 27, 28. His wife was 24, 25. They had three children, maybe four years, three years and two years or one year. And this man is, has been a rebel who worked against the government, who had a gun always in his hands, fighting against the government. But when he knew Jesus Christ through one of the pastors, he gave up everything. He gave his life for Christ and said, I am going to serve the Lord. And he was serving the Lord faithfully in, in a tribal area, which is again under the radar of the government, under the radar of the extreme right wing, which, is, which are the fanatics. He was threatened. He was threatened. The people asked him to leave and run for his money. He was threatened. But he said, no, I'm not going to do that. The Lord has saved me. This life does not belong to me. This life belongs to him who saved me. And he still continued to serve the Lord faithfully there. And slowly the church started growing. There were 30 families that were coming to the church every week. And these fanatics saw this. It was a village of, say, 140 families living there. And they knew if we continue to work, half of the village would go to become Christians. And he was serving the Lord faithfully. So, so they threatened him for the second time. You stop working. Or if you want to live here in the village, you should stop working. Stop having church. Otherwise, you leave. He did not listen to them. Third time, fourth time. And eventually a day came. He said, he said to his wife, this was a testimony that she gave. He said, to his wife, he said, I am, sens I am sensing something wrong, that I am not, not going to live the next day. He said to her, and he said, I have nothing left for you. There are five dollars in the bank account, that's it. I know, I'm sensing that people would come and kill me. They slept that night, around 3.30, 4 o'clock they had this door knocked. And the pastor went and opened the door and they took him and he was killed. He was shot down. He could have just left that village and still lived. But he chose to be a martyr. And these are the kind of people that we work in India with. How dare I do not have the intent to be like Christ. They challenge me. As long as they live, they challenge me. In their death also, they challenge me. We are willing to carry the cross, lay the life for the gospel, for the unsaved, 
and it all always challenges me. Where am I? What am I doing? What are my priorities in life? And then after that, his second brother went to serve the Lord in the same place. In less than few weeks, he was also killed. He was also killed. And now the youngest brother is serving the Lord there. I so wanted to go there before I came here to see how things are. But they said, this is not the right time. The pastor is just settling down. The youngest brother is just settling down with the pastoral work. You see the family being so faithful. He already saw his brothers being killed, but yet still has the, you know, the courage to go and serve the Lord. These are the people who motivate us to work faithfully unto the Lord. Selfless, willing to lay their, lay their lives for Christ. Now it's a challenge for each one of us this morning. We are living in this world where there are so much of distractions. There's so much to do. Sometimes we fail to set our priorities right in life. We become like mere men sometimes. Our decisions show that we are very carnal. My dear church, it's time for us to set things right with God because he has saved us. This is the love of God that he sent his only begotten son as a sacrifice, as a ransom for our sins. And we, we tend to take it so lightly because sometimes we are like third, fourth generation Christians and we know it. It is just an information. The day you and I are connected, deeply rooted and connected to what Christ has done for me personally, that's when there will be transformation. That's when the world is nothing for us. It's so easy to be lost in the world, even after being saved. But if you and I are spiritual, which God wants us to be, the reason that the Holy Spirit of God is given to us so that you and I would have a spiritual life, that our decisions, our understanding of the world may not be according to the standard of the world, but according to the standard of the scriptures. May the Lord lead us, guide us, is always there that we know. The only thing is our part. What are we doing? Are we seeking his help? Are we obedient to him? Are we submitting our will to him and saying, Lord, it is not my will, it is your will. May the Lord lead us and guide us into all biblical truth that we may continue to be his witnesses, that, may, that we may bring someone to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some way or the other, you never know how. When we keep praying and asking Lord for Lord, 
I want to be used by you. I want to be a vessel in your hands. Use me. You know what? Only then the Lord will use you. Otherwise, we are just mere men. Let us continue to test ourselves, challenge ourselves every day, irrespective of age. Age is just a number. You have to be just young at heart. And we are all young at heart. I'm, just, I'm 43. I still feel I'm young. But I, when, I, when I look at my kids, I'm like, oh, these guys are growing. And before we came, my youngest son, he's 13, he said, now you guys have become old, he says. He said, why? He said, now you are parents of teenagers, he said. You just turned 13 this March. But I don't feel I'm old. Nobody's old here. We are all young at heart. You know, the intent. The intent is what God is looking for. And may the Lord give us that intent to be like Him because He has already equipped us with the new nature. He has already equipped us with His Spirit. It is only up to us now. How are we using the equipment? Do we know how to use that equipment? Are we still using that equipment? Is the question for each one of us this morning. May the Lord bless you all. Thank you very much. Brother, thank you for proclaiming such truth. Let us um, sing number 534, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Let's sing the first two verses, and then um, Pastor Dean, are you closing? You may come up and close, and we'll sing the last verse.
Thank you, Santya, for sharing with us in regards to carnality and also in regards to persecution of believers. Would you bow in your heads, bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we pause to give you thanks once again as we close the service. Lord, we thank you for the message and thank you for Santya and his wife who have traveled here along with others. I pray that you'd continue to have your hand while he is here in Canada and he is speaking at various churches. I pray too, as he goes back to India, that you will further his ministry. And Lord, that um, many people would continue to hear the gospel. You are the great and awesome God that you call people from all parts of the world in order to share the gospel with others. I pray, Father, now that you would go with them, have your hand upon them. Heavenly Father, now we give the rest of this time into your hands. Lord, we ask that you would be honored through the rest of the day as we honor fathers. And Lord, we pray that you would be glorified in all the things that happened today. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.